Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue with Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Hearts by uh, Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda and we are in the gate of wholehearted devotion of all acts. We're in chapter 5 and Rabbi Pakuda is teaching us how to live a life in which we have connection to Hashem, in which we have emunah and bitahon in our lives, in these moments in our life where we have pandemic going on and we have uh, craziness in our country going on. It's a time to really work on the emunah and the, and the, and the bitahon and the faith and in the trust in Hashem. It's very important. Everything comes from Him. Absolutely everything comes from Him. And it's our job to connect to Him. This is the whole purpose of it. So in this chapter, He's talking about the enticement of the evil inclination and uh, he says that he thinks that, the, that it's proper to illustrate this matter for you with examples which will be representative of all the rest not mentioned here so that people may be wary of them and serve God wholeheartedly. So when a person really is knowledgeable of his makeup, of what's going on inside of him, He's better trained, he can work on himself in a much better way. He knows that he can control himself. So as the wise one King Solomon said, that a wise man may hear and add to his knowledge and that a man of understanding acquire um, perceptiveness. And this is in Mishlei. The only thing that we can master is our behavior. That's it. We have no choice. We can choose good from evil. That's it. That's, that's our free choice. But the behavior that we, that we bring to the world, this is the only thing that we can really come to master. And it, the, 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 the success of it is in the fighting of the Yetzer Hara. So he says here that he tells men, you should know that the greatest enemy you have, the greatest enemy you have in the world is your own evil impulse. This is what we should be worried all day fighting. You know, if the government did this, if the government did that, if this one says this and this says that, it's very easy to point fingers at other things. This is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem. If each person would take it upon themselves to look internally, inside of themselves, what is the problem, and he would be able to correct it, we wouldn't have these problems. In reality, each person to his own. The person that is a racist, he has to work on that. The person that behaves in a certain way has to work on that. Everybody has something to work on. Everybody has something to master. So he says here that the, our greatest enemy is within ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. And which is the interwoven with the powers of your soul and interwined in the character of your spirit associated with you in governing your senses and spiritual faculties, private to the secrets of your soul and to what is hidden deep inside. So you, your counselor, you, you, your counselor in all your willful movements, whether observable or concealed. So you only know yourself. Nobody can know what's going on inside of you. And sometimes we don't even wanna know what's going on inside of us. It's very painful to go in and look in. But when we are able to look at our own inner uh, demons, then we can start working on correcting that and becoming wholesome and beautiful people. So it lies in way to entice you at your every step. He says that the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, is 
always there waiting to entice you. It can be someone that always says something that really pushes that red button inside of you. You think it's the person, it's really you because it touches that cord inside of you. Why does he touch that cord inside of you? Look at yourself and it lies in way to entice you at every step. He's there to grab you and to make you fall and, um, and you are unaware of it but it is aware of you. He's aware of you and you're unmindful of it but he is mindful of you. So you have to be aware, you have to be awake, know that you have this power inside of you that is always trying to make you fall. In reality, Hashem made it for a purpose. He really doesn't want to make you fall, but He's there. He's hired by God to give you opportunities of growth. He's there to make you a person that, ha that can gain merit in His life. That's why He's there. Because if we would be made perfect people, then what's the whole purpose of existence? And part of the reason we're here is to grow, is to grow and, 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 to, and to become the best of the best and so it clothes itself in the garb of a friendship for you it adorns itself with adornment of love for you it joins the circles of your confidence counselors and choices friends and seems eager to do your will as indicated in its outward movements and gestures but in fact it is shooting deeply arrows at you and to uproot you from the land of the living as scripture says of someone of this nature like a madman who shoots firebrands and deadly arrows, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I did, on, I did it only in sport. So the most powerful of its weapons, which it hurls at you and with which it assaults you in your innermost being, is its attempt to sow down to sow doubt inside of your mind. So every time that you're dealing with doubt, that you're dealing with uh, insecurity, with feelings of unrest, uncertainty. Know that it's your Yetzer Hara. This is your Yetzer Hara as its most powerful time to bring into you all these feelings so you can uh, end up being whatever, depressed, uh, angst, whatever, and you won't be able to fulfill what you have to fulfill. So if you will be wary of it and have ready the weapons you are going to need uh, to understand and to fight it, you're going to be ready for it. So, for example, if someone says something to you and it gets you upset, the, the most likely people will say, oh, but look what she said. How am I not going to get upset? But if you know what I'm talking about, you're going to say, oh, this is the Yetzer Hara. The Yetzer Hara is disguised in whatever situation is going on here and it's here to make me upset. And my job is to fight it and not get upset. And if for two seconds you stop and you think this, you're not gonna get upset. You're not gonna get upset. You're gonna even laugh about it. And you're gonna say, okay, I won, you lost. And so this is a fight that we have continuously, inwardly. It's a fight that we have till the day we die. It doesn't matter how spiritually advanced you become. The Yetzer Haraz is it grows with you. If you're very spiritually advanced, the Yetzer Haraz is gonna be very, very big, and the and the bigger you are, the bigger he is. So you'll see that um, that there the struggle, the struggle is always there. It never ends, and you have to. The Rabbi Pakuda says, let no other struggle divert you from your struggle within. 
concentrate always in your internal struggle. Instead of pointing fingers at people, at situations, at anything, look inside of yourself. This is the answer. This is the answer to every problem in the world. Look within and work on yourself. The story is told of a pious man who met a group of people returning with, a, with the spoils of war and after vanquishing their enemy in fierce battle. And he said to them, you have returned victoriously from a minor struggle. Now prepare yourself for the major struggle. And what is the major struggle? They asked him, the struggle with the evil inclination and its armies, he said to them. And it is an amazing thing, my brother. Any other foe, when you defeat him once or twice, they will stop bothering you. If you, if you punch someone twice, three times to leave you alone, he will not come back to you. He will stop attacking you. But be aware that the Yetzirah will never stop attacking you. He's always going to be there. And you know, the, the rabbis say that if for, I think it's for a month, you're not being bothered by your Yetzirah, you have to very, be very worried. There's something wrong. Because if he's there alive bugging you, it's because you're very much alive and, and growing. But if he's not there, it, it, there's something wrong. So the evil inclination, however, will not leave you alone after one or even a hundred um, defeats. Regardless of whether it defeats you or you defeat it. For if it defeats you, it will utterly destroy you. And if you defeat it once, it will lie in wait for you and your life in order to subdue you. He will always be there waiting to see when will be the, the, a good time to... Um, to, to punch you. And as our masters of blessed memory said, do not be sure of yourself until the day of your death. Never feel that you made it. Never feel, you know what, I'm done. I'm done, I'm, I got it, I, I learned my lessons, I'm, I, I'm in control. Because he will come from behind, from up, 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 from down, from anywhere, from anywhere, and you're gonna be surprised. So you should then be wary and fulfill none of its requests, regard as important the very smallest of your victories over it, the slightest increase of your power over it, so that this be for you a step to great victory, for the evil inclination will be quick to obey you and will not stand up to you when you stand up to it, as scripture says. Its obedience is unto you and you may rule over it. And um, this is what it is. If you don't give it importance, if you don't give it a room, like you just ignore it and you don't give it attention, is the right word, to the Yetzer Hara, he's going to have to leave you alone because the only way he can attack you is if you... If you, um, if you have him in your mind, if you contemplate it. You know, if he tells you, oh, you know, you should feel bad because your friend has a bigger house than you and you start having these thoughts and your friend has a nicer car than you and you should, you're a low life, you have nothing. If you start thinking like this, you're going to become an envious person. But if your Yetzer Hara starts coming and telling you all these things and you just switch it, you take it out of your head and you just say it's nonsense and you go and do something else and go do Tehillim, go and do a mitzvah, go and do something good, then you won because you didn't contemplate it. So the chief intent is to make truth out of falsehood. He wants to make the false 
ideas to be true. And, uh, and its main purpose is to uphold untruth. And so there was a, there's a story that the, the Rabbi Pakuda says that there was a small city with few men in it and a great king came against it, surrounded it and built great siege works against it. Now there was found in it a man who was poor but very wise and he by his wisdom delivered the city. So this is from Koheles, and, um, and, uh, and the allegory is that a human being is represented here by the small city. The small city is a person, which is a microcosm, and his bodily limbs and faculties of soul are depicted by a few men, and they appear to be few in light of the large ambitions of a man's heart, his constant desire in this world, and his inability and failure to achieve them. So the evil inclination is represented here by the great king that he comes to conquer this little city. Um, because you see the, the bodily limbs, which are the, which are the few people, they, they have ambitions in their heart and they have lusts and greed and all this. So the, 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 the evil inclination comes, which is the great the, the king, on account of its numerous forces, followers and legions and says that the great king is surround, has surrounded it. So when a person has, contemplates these things, then the evil inclination comes in. And as the evil inclination encompasses all of man's affairs, both public and private, build great siege works against it, refers to the multitude of evil imaginings, evil thoughts, and shameful incidents through which the evil inclination tries to put man to death. As we will explain further on this uh, gate the, with, the God, with God's help. And now there was found an, in it a man that was poor and wise. And this refers to our intellect, to our mind, to our seichel. And, um, and it's termed poor because, it follows, fo because its followers and supporters are few. You know, when a person has a chokhmah, has wisdom, and he's doing the right thing, it's lonely at the top. The good, good, really good people are lonely at the top because most of the world don't want this. Most of the world want pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. They want to be having riches and they want all these things uh, of the material world, pleasure from the material world. The, the intellect is telling this person, this is not what matters. What matters is your health, is your family, is your values, is if you're serving God, if you're connected to God. So he, it, he is poor because of this, because he has few supporters. And it says further, yet no one remembers this poor man, and the poor man's wisdom is despised. So the substance of the story, what it really means, is that despite the intellect's weakness, when it combats the evil inclination, the later quickly su submits to it. The, the power is in the mind. The mind controls everything. Whatever you're gonna have here, your body, your feelings, everything else are gonna follow. Take care of your head. Take care of what you put inside of it. Because at the end of the day, this is the master. This is the, 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 the steering wheel of the car. So for a little truth overcomes much falsehood, just as light diminishes, dispels much of darkness. And, can, and one can draw inspiration from this story to combat one's passions and stand up to one's baser instincts with vigor and perseverance because it demonstrates the inability of the evil inclination. It's so the, the evil inclination is 
puff, it's nothing. You just blow it out. You know, you think it's such this huge forceful thing, but it's not. It's just a nudge, it's there to bother you. But once you really don't pay attention to it and you brush it out, like the Alter Rebbe says, with your two hands, take it out with your two hands, then you're gonna see it's really, it's nothing, it's nothing. It has no power at all. The power is within you and your choices. This is where you have the power, is what you choose to be, what you choose to live through. This is the power. So, so we see here that uh, because it demonstrates the inability of the evil inclinations to stand before the intellect and the speed with which it falls before it, as it says in scripture, the evil bow, bow low before the good. So we see here that the only thing we really have to do is be focused, be aware, be uh, awake, of what's around you and what's pulling you and look inside, look inside of yourself, fix yourself within and in that way you'll live a little higher. Thank you.